The U.S. is urging Israel to pause its invasion of Gaza. That's where we're starting today's show. I'm Jeff Pierre, and this is The 7 from The Washington Post. It's Friday, November 3rd. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. As uh, we've said from the start, Israel has not only the right, but the obligation to defend itself and also to take steps to try to make sure that this never happens again. We've also said very clearly and repeatedly that how Israel does this matters. Uh, We will focus as well on steps that need to be taken uh, to protect civilians. That was Secretary of State Antony Blinken. He's in Israel where he's expected to push for a pause in fighting. U.S. officials say the move would allow aid to get into the besieged territory of Gaza. It would also create more time to free hostages taken by Hamas when it attacked Israel last month. But Israeli forces show no signs of slowing down their assault. They pushed further toward urban centers in northern Gaza yesterday. One Israeli military official said its troops are conducting face-to-face combat with Hamas militants. Meanwhile, in Congress, the House passed a bill yesterday to send $14 billion in aid to Israel. But the bill would also cut the budget of the IRS, which has been a Republican priority. The Senate is working on its own legislation, which would also include money for Ukraine in its war against Russia. At number two, Sam Bankman-Fried was found guilty of fraud and money laundering. Yesterday, the FTX founder was convicted by a jury after a month-long trial. It saw the former cryptocurrency mogul take the stand in his own defense, but his inner circle provided damning testimony against him. Bankman-Fried was accused of being one of the worst financial fraudsters in history. His victims suffered nearly $10 billion in losses after FTX misappropriated customer funds to spend lavishly on luxury real estate, investments, and political donations, all at his direction. He now faces decades in prison. Number three. Two of Donald Trump's sons testified in court in New York yesterday. Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump denied having anything to do with financial statements at the heart of a $250 million civil lawsuit. But in court, Trump Jr. was shown several documents that he signed, certifying the accuracy of the statements. The two sons and their father are accused of fraud. You should expect to hear more about this case next week. That's because the former president is set to take the stand on Monday. His daughter, Ivanka, is also scheduled to testify later in the week. But unlike Trump and his two sons, she's not a defendant in this case. An ex-Memphis officer pleaded guilty to violating Tyree Nichols' civil rights. That's number four. Nichols was a 29-year-old black man. He was severely beaten by police on January 7th and died of his injuries three days later. The incident was captured on surveillance video and police body cameras. When that footage was released, it reignited nationwide outrage over police misconduct and excessive force against black people. Yesterday, 33-year-old Desmond Mills Jr. switched his initial not guilty plea in a deal with prosecutors. That means he became the first person to plead guilty in the fatal beating, Four other officers have been charged. Outside of the courthouse, Tyree Nichols' mother, Ravon Wells, shared her feelings about the officer's guilty plea. This is one of many things that our family has to go through. 
this one today was very difficult for me because this was really the first time I actually heard somebody tell and say what they actually did to my son. So this was very difficult. Mills faces up to 15 years in prison. Tiny plastic particles are showing up in clouds. A recent study said that microplastics were found in clouds above Mount Fuji in Japan. They appear to have gotten there from waves splashing polluted ocean water into the air. This could impact the way clouds form, which could eventually affect the weather. But experts say that could be prevented if we stop throwing out so much plastic. Humans have produced more than 8 billion tons of plastic, and less than 10% of it is recycled. Because plastic doesn't break down easily, it can exist for centuries, and tiny pieces end up in our food, our bodies, and the environment. At number six, Taylor Tomlinson will host a new CBS late-night show. Tomlinson is a 29-year-old stand-up comedian. Her new show, After Midnight, was announced this week, and it'll premiere early next year. It's set to air right after The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, filling the time slot left by James Corden when he ended The Late Late Show this year. Colbert will be an executive producer for Tomlinson's new show, and he had her on The Late Show this week to make the big announcement. Taylor, why are you and my audience interrupting me while I'm in the middle of looking for a new host? Well, you just said if if anyone had any ideas. Oh, please. Do do you know of anyone? Yeah, I was just thinking, um, I can do it. Once she starts, Tomlinson will be the only woman hosting a late-night television show. And at number seven, starfish don't have five arms. Yeah, I was confused too, but stay with me. A new study of starfish genes showed that using the term arms to describe the creature's five points is misleading. In fact, the starfish appears to be mostly just a head. One expert described a sea star as being like a, quote, disembodied head walking about the sea floor on its lips. Sorry to leave you with that mental image. But this isn't just a quirky study. It raises important questions about how the starfish managed to evolve to lose their torsos. Experts say that more research is needed to unravel the mysteries of the starfish, which remains one of the most puzzling creatures on the planet. That's the show for this week. If you're looking for a good mystery this weekend, a new episode of The Empty Grave of Comrade Bishop is out. For those of you who haven't listened to this new podcast yet, Martine Powers tells a story of what happened to the body of Grenada's revolutionary leader, Maurice Bishop, after he was executed in a coup in 1983. Find The Empty Grave of Comrade Bishop wherever you get your podcasts. The assistant producer of The Seven is Taylor White. The staff writers are Jamie Ross and Hannah Jewell. John Taylor is our editor. Additional editing by Christina Quinn. Copy editing by Melissa No and Francis Moody. Mixing and sound design is by Jim Briggs and Justin Garish. Our theme music is by Edith Mudge. Our director of audio is Renita Jablonski. I'm Jeff Pierre. Thanks for spending your mornings with us here on The 7. I'll be off next week, so have a great weekend and a great week. <laughs>